Some people are probably, it's a little bit easier for them to reflect and think about uh, and grow in terms of their understanding of themselves. Others have a real gap in regards to what they think and what they see themselves as and what it is uh, to be like on the other side uh, of them. Welcome to One Next Step, the most practical business podcast in the world, helping you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence with tips and tools you didn't get in business school. Here are your hosts, Trisha Shortino and Lisa Zeveld. Welcome to the One Next Step, the practical business podcast that helps you run your business so it stops running you. I'm Trisha, and today we're going to talk about levels of awareness and how they drive performance. And joining us, we have Dave Richards. So Dave is the CEO and lead coach at Elite Performance Associates. He's also a former executive director for John Maxwell's team and a highly sought-after speaker with 25-plus years of executive leadership experience. I'm really excited to talk about this topic of awareness with Dave. So, Dave, welcome to the podcast. It's good to see you. You too, Tricia. It's great being here. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited to see you. So excited to talk about this topic. Um, you're one of my favorite people to talk to because you just have amazing oh. insights and energy. So I know this is going to be a great conversation, listeners. Okay. Um, but before we get started, we typically, we love a little icebreaker question. Okay. So here's, here's my icebreaker question for you. This is an interesting one. I had to think about this one for myself. Do you remember where you went on your first ever date? Yeah, you got to, I think, uh, Tricia, you're you're breaking into this whole Richard's debate issue. Um, and so I got to be <laughs> oh. careful because I could get in trouble. Um, so I, I'll declare what my wife's definition of our first uh, date is, and then I'll tell you what I think it was. So Okay, um, good. So we, we debate back and forth. Uh, I invited and my wife and I went to a place called Mike and Rhonda's for breakfast, um, and so she she states that I tricked her into our first date of meeting for breakfast to be able to have a conversation. We were going to talk about uh, we we met in our college group at the church, and uh, we were going to you know have a, a conversation around you know like a Bible study type deal and whatever else. But I tricked her into that, and then all of a sudden it was not about uh, Bible study. We were just getting to know each other. Um, so that's what she states our first date was. Um, okay. I believe our first date was an official date, and that's where I took her for Mexican food and a horseback riding uh, was the two things that we did. So, yeah. Wow. Mexican food and horseback <laughs> riding. That sounds like an awesome date. So it sounds like the, the breakfast was the pre-date date. Yes, <laughs> that's the... what I say. I was like, no, no, we were just friends at that point. And so it led into then us going on the first the date. date. But, uh she holds two that I tricked her. That's that. That's her thing. <laughs> I feel like you were warming her up. You were feeling yes. things out. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> testing the odds. Exactly. I needed to make sure, right? Before you you go in with you know a horseback riding and, and Mexican, you know, we gotta find out here. So. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. So, okay, let's talk about the goods. Um, first of all, I'd love to take a little a little walk down your history because you have such a fascinating career and journey you've been on. And so I'd love to hear a little bit about your story. So you started um, and spent many years in the mortgage business. Then you yep. wind up with John Maxwell. Yep. Then you become the CEO of Elite Performance Associates. So tell me a little bit about your journey. 
Yeah, you bet. Um, it's been incredible, right? Um, young age got into the banking world. Uh, no one ever intends on getting into banking. So it's always one of those things where you accidentally <laughs> fall into it. Uh, it's kind of the, yeah. uh, the, the funny story inside the trade of specifically mortgage that we all laugh about. Um, but I spent 23 years inside that banking, that financial uh, background, um, and specifically mortgage industry, mm. um, and uh, really kind of had multiple different roles uh, within leadership uh, with a couple different organizations, and uh, really was incredible. Um, and pouring into people. Early on as a kid, I was captivated by leadership, really stemming from my pops and uh, really watching how he interacted and led men and women from all backgrounds in the military uh, for 20 plus years and seeing that impact on their lives and even the rippling of the lives of their families. And so I was really captivated uh, you know, around that and that ability to be able to help others in that way. And uh, that really kind of shaped what I did in the mortgage business and uh, kind of doing that part. Um, I say that because that led into, you know, towards the latter part of my time in mortgage, kind of really intentionally driving or growing my own leadership ability, um, mm -hmm. how I help others and, and pour into others. Coaching was always something of how I did my job. And uh, when I when I worked with John and we went over to Paraguay together, met with some other um, coaches, we had an opportunity there. And during that time frame, there were some conversations that really led to this idea that coaching could be something that not not how I did what I did, but actually what I did primarily. And that's really what mm -hmm. kind of bridged into this point, you know, about four years ago launched Elite Performance Associates as a coach, lead coach, and we've been able to grow the, the firm deal um, and uh, work with some incredible leaders and organizations over the course of the last four years. Also neat that uh, through that entire journey, uh, Trisha, Belay, and yourself have been there with me and uh, some incredible uh, support there that uh, has been really fun. So, Oh, gosh, yeah. It, it's been a, it's been an, a pleasure. I mean, gosh, getting to know you and work with your organization over the last the last few years, it's been a lot of fun. And, and I, you know, I have so much appreciation for coaches and coaching. Mm -hmm. um, I've been on the receiving end of coaching a lot of my career because I really do believe, you know, we, we need somebody on the other side to hold a mirror up to us time and time again. You, you can't just happen once and you're done. <laughs> so um, yes. constantly looking at yourself in the mirror, we all have so many blind spots. So um, having an executive coach has been life-changing for me. Um, and so any of our listeners out there, if, if um, it's something you have debated over, um, I would say seek out Dave and his organization, um, coaching, in, in my opinion, really does accelerate your level and ability to lead organizations and teams. Um, so I'm just a huge proponent and fan and believer in executive coaching. Um, we will never know it all. And so I think what you That's do right. is so valuable. Yeah. So, and, and I'm so glad that you've been so successful at it as well. Thank you. this framework that you talk about the three levels of awareness. I would yes. love for you to kind of unpack that for us. You know, over the course of, you know, time kind of working alongside, you know, leaders really helping build out high performance teams. 
you know, a lot of times we we talk about emotional intelligence, right? Um, but it seems so elusive and really difficult to really understand, well, how, what do I do with that, right? I, I know I need to grow it. Um, there's actually a recent study that came out uh, from the Journal of uh, Personality, actually, uh, that was a, conducted a study over 10 years. Trisha, it's hard to, it, it's really interesting, um, but over 10 years, it showed a significant decrease in emotional intelligence. So we know it's oh. important. Um, that's alarming, Dave. Right? Huge <laughs> decrease over 10 years. Wow. It's scary, right? Okay. Yeah, that's scary. And the study ended on 2019. You can only imagine over the last two years what we just oh. have gone through, uh, what yeah. the impacts uh, of that, you know, is going to be too. But I think a lot of times we we know emotional intelligence. I mean, there's plenty of th- uh, you know studies out there that also show emotional intelligence will determine you know the trajectory, right? Your ability really to go far in your career and in life. But how do I actually? How do I work on it? How do I be intentional around it? And so working with leaders, I, I you know had to work on kind of developing a framework to help. You know, how do we lean in and grow intentionally in that area? And so um, the three levels of awareness really is about emotional intelligence. I have an acronym SIS to help kind of, you know, trigger the, you know, uh, you know, them to really understand where, where are we where are we at, right, um, in terms of, you know, the area or quadrant that we're kind of working on um, that's there. The first one, uh, S, is self-awareness and really gaining a true understanding of yourself, right, um, I think in studying human behavior, you quickly understand and realize that we all operate in patterns. Um, and so there's so much information that are coming in. Each one of us have a unique blend, a unique style from a communication and just, you know, um, really how we work and operate is in a pattern. And so understanding our own patterns, how we receive information, how we prefer to deliver information um, and communicate and connect with people really helps us, number one, to understand ourselves in, in circumstances. Number two, it also helps us to be able to better identify other people's styles so that I can create that connection also and better communicate um, from that part. Part of self-awareness also is just what's what's my process around self-evaluation? How do I actually reflect and think about myself, right? And where I need to work on and grow within it. And then the um, the the really the last part of that self-awareness is really understanding self-control and um, mm-hmm. you know making sure that I understand how to control my emotions, creating pauses. Um, a lot of times I work with two different words to try to anchor ideas with leaders. In this particular area in self-control, it's really leaning them into understanding the difference between react uh, reaction and response and making sure mm. that you create pauses so that you can respond correctly, not just be in the moment of reaction, which many times um, have us, uh, you know, regret maybe what we said in a moment or how we reacted in a moment that's there. And so, oh, gosh, that, that, a- absolutely. Yeah, I, I, you're talking to me. <laughs> because um, you know we're we're very in tune with emotional intelligence. We've taken I've taken all of the the tests, and I am really low, Dave, on mm. impulse control, and so I'm more reactionary than responsive. And it is something that I constantly have to work on. And so, to your point, you know, taking the pause can be hard for some of us who are quick thinkers and we process out loud and we <laughs> we just, we think we're verbally processing, but what we're, what we're doing is creating problems sometimes. Exactly, which really leads, yeah. uh, Tricia, into the next one, right? So, which is um, the I, and that's the interpersonal awareness. So mm. understanding, and if I can 
um, if I can identify certain patterns in other people's uh, communication styles, along with understanding myself, then it's really creating this awareness between the relationships that we have, right? So many times it's one-on-ones, it's conversations that we have with our teams. Mm -hmm. And to your point though, Trisha, if I know that I tend to be more, you know, quick, uh, outgoing, my, my, my mind moves at a rapid pace and I tend to kind of react and go through, understanding which relationships and and specifically conversations do I need to walk in with intent to slow down, to create mm-hmm. pause, right? And utilize certain techniques, right? That maybe slow myself down to make sure that I can really connect with another individual who maybe may have a different type of response to maybe my quick movements or, you know, uh, or comments that are going through there. So, um, and really just digging deep within that, um, and understanding the critical relationships that we have, right. Um, that are around us. And so really kind of investing and growing in that awareness of how, how can others take me, um, which is a big deal. So, yes, I like to say, what is it like to be on the other side of me? And everybody will have a different answer to your point, right? Some people, you can be your organic, natural talking self because you have awesome relational capital. That's right. And they have the right perspective of who you are. Others, not so much. You need the pause. Yeah. Or our styles blend really nicely. So it really is one of those things where, you know, sometimes we'll use terms like, man, we just got chemistry, right? I mean, there's just a Mm -hmm. connection between us. A lot of times that's because we've got, again, similar maybe, you know, personality or, um, you know, styles that are there. Um, It doesn't mean that other styles we can't connect with. We just have to be a little more intentional in how are we going to, um, you know, from that area. So, um, and knowing that, so. Love it. Yeah. And then that feeds into that last S. So SIS and the last S is really situational awareness, right? Understanding um, how do I come across or how am I being received in more of a group response? It could be around your peers, but really having a strong awareness, right? Um, In terms of situations, um, the different, what type of conversations are we in? What type of meetings are, you know, Mm -hmm. is this a time for me to interact in and have an awareness of understanding what type of meeting is this? Uh, should I question certain things um, at this point? Or is this really a time in which, hey, um, we need to kind of, you know, create more of a single front where we're going, what we're headed, um, and just having a true understanding of understanding that situations that are there. So yeah, reading the room, reading the room, exactly. Reading yes. the room. Yes. <laughs> And I think sometimes it's, I've also heard it um, where, you know, sometimes it's the meeting before the meeting that also is really important so that we can set the tone, set Mm -hmm. the understanding of what situation are we in and what's important here so that, again, uh, we can also get our our leaders uh, on that same page and, and help them win in those environments and situations, so. Yeah, absolutely. So do you find that through these, uh, through your coaching and through these three areas that um, leaders wind up struggling in one area or bucket maybe over another? Like is one more prevalent or out there than other the other two? Well, I think it goes back to what we were just saying in terms of our own styles, right? And I think that um, certain styles tend to struggle with 
one or the other or a combination of that. Mm -hmm. um, so this is where when I think about that, I think about, you know, there, there are times in which some people are just kind of natural listeners. They're natural in their ability to empathize and really lean in um, to others that are there. Um, so that interpersonal awareness and really being able to, to, to read another individual and empathize with them comes very natural. It's super mm -hmm. simple, super easy, and they don't even really know how they're doing it. They just kind of naturally do it, right? Others can control a room. We've seen individuals, you see individuals who can come into a room and just captivate the audience, really have a strong sense of being able to read that room and move it in a direction. So I think that, again, sometimes we all just have different styles that are there. I think, you know, it does come down to self-awareness, right, from a foundational perspective mm -hmm. and having a real look um, and, and a real evaluation of ourselves um, is critical in growing each of the other areas um, from it. And I think some people are probably, it's a little bit easier for them to reflect and think about uh, and grow in terms of their understanding of themselves. Others have a real gap in regards to what they think and what they see themselves as mm -hmm. and what it is uh, to be like on the other side uh, of them. And so sometimes that one tends to be a little harder to work through. So what would you recommend or tell a leader who wants to become more aware of these three areas? I mean, starting with self-awareness, but what, what can they, what are the first steps? How can they get involved? How can they learn more about it? How can they um, go through the process of understanding who they are, how they sit in all of this? You know, uh, for us, uh, what we start with, and we utilize a multiple different uh, or a few different assessments, right? And I think that sometimes assessments can provide a strong, you know, sense of objectivity around certain areas. And it drives a conversation where we can also create common language to be able to kind of bridge into more of, again, that self-awareness that's there. You know, one of the primary ones that I start with, because it's really kind of a really simple one to understand um, and can open up again that conversation and, and languages around DISC mm -hmm. and just understanding, you know, just with a few different questions and going through an assessment like that really can open up a conversation about things. And it also helps us be able to identify, you know, again, patterns without judgment or motive around it. So we tend to grade ourselves based upon my intent or our intent, and we then look through a lens of others in terms of what actually happened, right? The action that was there. And so if we can gain this, this understanding that, look, you may come across this way, it may not be what you intend to, but because of your natural style of communication, um, which is how I explain DISC, this could be, right, potential blind spots or potential ways others may um, may receive you in communicating um, together. And then that allows us to then be able to then transfer that over in terms of how others and how you may be perceiving them and in, in communicating, you know, or, or taking their communication. You know, we've always had those conversations or we've ha we've all had those conversations where somebody's like, oh, man, you know, she looked cross-eyed at me, right? Or, man, oh, man, he just, you know, is ignoring me. 
Um, and we associate these motives and, and these, again, kind of agendas, you know, around things, you know, these type of behaviors, but really being able to suspend that and understand that probably didn't even see you, you know, during, you know, they were thinking about something else. So it helps kind of open that conversation. So, so I think that that's a great start, right? Mm-hmm. It's really, you know, at, you know, for, for us, we utilize DISC. We have a couple others that kind of build mm-hmm. upon that. But I think being able to get an objective um, mm-hmm. assessment-wise um, and then you can start building from that that point. So that's where I would say to start. That That's perfect. Actually, DISC, I think, is the first assessment I ever took when I first started on my leadership journey. So yeah. I have fondness with DISC. I've done all the <laughs> other ones, you know, the Myers-Briggs and the Enneagrams and yes. uh, all, the, all the assessments you can do um, because I feel like it's just fascinating information to really understand who we are. And then what I also love about it, too, is then seeing, you know, the people that you work so closely with, what their results are like, you know, to help you really understand how to engage with people who are so different from you. I always love and find fascination in understanding the people around me, what their what their communication styles really turn up to be in something like a disc or whatnot. So that's, I love it. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, it tends to be kind of the granddaddy of them all. Um, I'm intrigued with all of, you know, multiple different ones also, um, but they it just builds a, a great foundation. And, you know, what I find is, is that um, I can increase quickly somebody's ability to be able to assess and work into themselves mm-hmm. and others with with uh, the simplicity of DISC. And so we can always build into more, uh, but that yeah. is a great start. So, yeah. 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 And it's fun to watch it move over time, you know, to retake it then Mm -hmm. in the future and see how it's changed. So yes, yes. As you work on yourself. So exactly. We utilize a natural and adaptive style when we do the Mm. disc. And so we get both of those and you can see how the lens that I see myself, the lens in terms of my role um, and responsibilities, how does that impact um, how I'm, you know, again, adapting certain styles uh, in each of the, you know, the four um, quadrants, you know, how, how am I adapting in based upon the circumstances that are going through? So, which is a big deal. I love it. And I'm going to put a little teaser out there to the listeners. I'll catch the details later, but you may or may not be getting <laughs> access to a free disc listener. <laughs> so ah, <that's> right. <laughs> listen for the rest of the podcast at the end. I'll give you all the details. Dave, this has been awesome. How can our listeners get in touch with you and Elite Performance? Yeah, you know, probably the easiest way is uh, through social media and in, on Instagram. Um, I'm at Real Dave Richards, and uh, of course I'm on LinkedIn too. Quick and easy way to connect with. My, I I obviously respond wise, and so throw down a message. Uh, I'll make sure that we kind of open up a conversation, uh, but definitely. So it'd be great. Awesome. Thanks, Dave. This has been such a great conversation. I'm actually going to ask you to hang around a little bit after this interview to answer one more thing about improving the levels of awareness, if Ooh. you don't mind. You bet. Uh, Guys, you don't want to miss it. To hear the clip, subscribe to our email list and we'll send you a link to our bonus content or visit onenextsteppodcast.com where you can find the link in our show notes. Okay, guys, now you know why Dave Richards is one of my most favorite people to talk to. I hope you got some great insights from our conversation. That was such a great podcast episode. There were so many nuggets I take away 
from Dave. And as always, we have a one next step for you. And this week, I am so excited to say, and I tease it out, we have a complimentary DISC assessment to help you improve your self-awareness. So go get yourself the download. You can get the download at onenextsteppodcast.com and enjoy the assessment. I hope it brings you some great self-awareness. Guys, until next time, own your journey. Join us next week for more practical tips and actionable tools to advance your business one step at a time. Tune in next week. We'll be joined by Clay Scroggins, an outstanding speaker and author of a new book called The Aspiring Leader's Guide to the Future, Nine Surprising Ways Leadership is Changing. He'll be talking to us about the changing landscape of leadership and how leaders can be prepared for it. You don't want to miss it. Now, take a listen. We're going to start with a basis of trust. If it's broken, if it's fractured, then we're going to address it. We're gonna have to have some of those hard conversations, but we're gonna start with, hey, I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. I think we gotta start with that. Thanks for listening to One Next Step. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. Then join us next time for more practical business tips and tools to help you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence. For more episodes, show notes, and helpful resources, visit onenextsteppodcast.com.